Welcome to the Dr. Living Good Podcast, which exists to equip you with real health solutions to make health simple. Welcome to the show. It's Dr. Living Good. Well, today we're diving into inflammation. So I take the liberty a lot of times on Mondays to just, okay, what are the big things that so many of you are dealing with? Inflammation's huge, let alone autoimmune disease. Almost 100 million Americans now suffering from an autoimmune-related condition, depending on the numbers you look at. And this can be anything from a thyroid, Graves' disease, Hashimoto's, to you know Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, to arthritis and OARA, lupuses, all, fibromyalgia, all the things in between. But I think all of us can relate to inflammation. If you are a human, you've ran into this, whether you rolled your ankle, which is a good form of inflammation, or you just are stiff and sore and achy in the morning. How do you combat this? And the older you get, the more is typically produced or the more impact it has. So I think we all need to be concerned about lowering that impact. So top seven foods to fight off inflammation, especially autoimmune flare-ups. Let's break it down right now. What are the top seven to be adding in, especially if you're over the age of 40? So sometimes this occurs, this inflammatory flare-up, specifically from autoimmune diseases, okay? Lupus, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, RA, type one diabetes, right, in that group. Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, these are autoimmune-related conditions or you just get off with your lifestyle. So you start, you have a binge of bad eating, right? Go eat a bunch of processed food for three, four, five days. You will feel inflammation when you wake up in the morning. It's in there. Your blood pressure starts to change. Your joints and stiffness starts to change. So it's a very real thing for everyone over the age of 40 and the older that you get, the more this starts to set in. If you don't use it, you lose it. But there's some great foods to combat these. The more of these that can go into your regular lifestyle rhythm, I believe will cut it down, shows the research. Let me give you my top seven. Number seven on broccoli. Broccoli is a sulfur rich food. Now, outside of any type of sensitivity to sulfur, usually that's coming from medications. Why sulfur-based foods matter is because methyl sulfonylmethane, MSM, is needed to unlock your cells. So let's imagine you have a car on the side of the road. It's broke down and the battery's dead. You can fill it up with gas, right? You could tinker with it, but until you recharge the battery, that car can't move, can't go to the destination you want it to. It's kind of what's happening with a lot of our cells. What starts to happen is they get sealed off, bad fats, we'll talk about those in a minute, start to close off and congest the cells. We're eating rancid fats, and then it loses its electrical charge to properly transport nutrients in toxins out, right? It's a very simplified version. I like to make health simple. So we need to charge the batteries so that we can get the door open. It's like an electrical locked door, right? Like your car, like an electrical lock, right? It might not work if your battery's completely dead, right? You can't get in, you have to use the key. So we want to be able to charge the batteries so we can get into the cells. So we need jumper cables, right? So someone pulls up, attaches the jumper cables, you fire that thing up, you can get in, you get it started. That's the same concept with your cells. That's what MSM does. MSM acts, that sulfur acts like a key, like a spark to get the door busted open. And foods that are sulfur rich enables that unlocking. So then you can get these good nutrients in. So basically number seven kind of sets the stage for the other six I'm gonna talk about, right? We wanna unlock that. So MSM, you can take it in a supplement form. I have it in my GI support and several supplements, joint support. But sulfur-containing foods, sulfur-rich foods, broccoli is one of the top of the list. I eat it almost every day. I'm not kidding. I love it. I have a whole video of 13 benefits of broccoli. You can check that one out. Cauliflower, radishes. Ooh, I love me some radishes, right? Radish season. Ooh, during the summer, mama living good's garden. My brother and I would fight over those things. Had a little, little heat to them. Mmm, 
Yeah, fermented, that would be good too. Cabbage or sauerkraut, onions, kale, great sources of MSM, the sulfur compound. Now, this is a powerful antioxidant as well to broccoli itself to help form glutathione. Glutathione is your street sweeper. So broccoli's got a lot of detoxifying effects. In fact, the sprouts of it have been shown to be anti-cancer, like preventing cancer in the body from occurring. So huge. It helps alleviate autoimmune conditions. And so these flare-ups, these are the type of foods I'd be focusing in on. And the key is it's taming your chronic inflammation inside the body, and then it protects against oxidative stress. Oxidative stress from chemicals, from bad foods, from stress in our body in general, start to oxidate the tissue. What does the body send in order to repair the tissue? Well, it's no different than getting hit in the ankle with a hammer or rolling your ankle, right? I don't know why I said hit in the ankle with a hammer, but you would, if you accidentally hit yourself, like, oh, ow, and flame up, right? Or maybe stubbing your toe in the corner of the bed. Oh, I hate when I do that. That's gonna create inflammation, right? It's, that's oxidative stress, damage that starts to happen inside the body. Same thing happens when we eat bad foods. And so this is what starts to fight it. So studies show glutathione and the status of it can be diminished by as much as 50% in people with autoimmune conditions. The older you get, the less glutathione you have. So we've got to start fighting this with foods that build glutathione, right? I like glycine, I like collagens. Those help to entice it, but broccoli, and sulfur-rich foods, these cruciferous vegetables. Let's load up on those, number seven. Number six, let's talk carbohydrates. This is gonna stoke the proverbial inflammatory autoimmune fire. And I feel like so many people with autoimmune diseases just keep on keeping on with the carbohydrates. You're gonna be hurting. And so if we care about the disease and we're so limited by it and we're so devastated by it and we're so restricted by it, then what are we doing eating chips, grains, breads, crackers, pastas, french fries, potatoes, fruits? We're getting so many extra carbohydrates there, we're just making that autoimmune condition worse. Now, what happens, a lot of people end up then focusing just on gluten, right? Which can be not agreeable in the gut and it can't be broke down very well in especially autoimmune related conditions and it can flame the body up. But instead of just getting gluten out, why don't we just get carbs out? Because that takes care of both. So this whole gluten-free movement, it's a little bit sideways because you can eat some really unhealthy gluten-free foods that oftentimes don't even taste that good, or some of them maybe do, right? But I'd rather just go low carb. Because if we go low carb, we're cutting out almost all the gluten anyway. And we wanna make sure they're clean. If we are gonna eat any sources of, you know, beans have some carbohydrates or vegetables, we wanna make sure that they're organic or they haven't been sprayed with pesticides or herbicides. Because that's even a bigger issue when it comes to the grains and the glutens is all of those. So we're moving those out of there. Now, don't replace your carbs with artificial sweeteners because then you're going to flame up just as much. In fact, clinically, I remember one specific lady, she was drinking Diet Coke regularly and I got her off the Diet Coke, right? We cut the carbs out, but when I made sure she cut out the artificial sweeteners, her joint issues cleared up. Just from that, I've had people clinically that they stop that, their migraines stop. So what is that chemical process doing inside of the system? Well, when we lower the carbs down and we don't replace them with toxic artificial sweeteners, there's a rippling effect of not only sugars going down, but toxicity going down at the same time to not make it worse. Number five, bad oils, rancid oils. We talked about the car being broken down on the side of the road. It's rancid oils that blows the tires. It's rancid oils that makes the engine shut down. It is the most detrimental thing to your vehicle. Worse than carbs. Carbs is like putting diesel in the engine when you're supposed to have unleaded, right? You're like, engine's not gonna work very well. But the oils just gum up the whole system. Just bad oil makes it go rancid. I don't know why I'm running on this vehicle analogy, but that's what makes it break down in the first place, let alone 
unlocking it with MSM just to get in the car because of the dead battery. Now we got all this bad oil to deal with. When you eat cottonseed oil, canola oil, vegetable oils, when you put these in your system, they go or already are rancid. Your body then has to try to work with a rancid oil that has now been chemically altered and changed, right? It's all bent up and it's got to try to unbend that and then make it, it's like crumpled up aluminum foil that you're trying to make look flat again. Like it just doesn't work, right? So it is very rancid, it congests your cells. So now the nutrients can't get in and the toxicity can't get out. So with rancid oils, these are probably more damaging than carbohydrates and they live in your body for up to two years. To get them fully out, you would need to be very strict on not having any bad sources of oils. So you would focus, if you're gonna have a plant oil, avocado, olive, coconut. I would stick closer to butter and ghee because they're more naturally occurring, but just don't heat them too hot. You gotta keep them, use those on low heat. But if you have to do something on high heat, then try to think, could I make this recipe without an oil in general at all, without heating it? Outside of like bacon grease for animal grease, I can withstand higher heat. But do I even need to use this and try to cut it out altogether? Number four, fermented foods fight the inflammation and are so good for the bacteria in your gut. Sauerkraut, pickled ginger. Stay away from the dairy sources. We don't need any more dairy in and a lot of people with autoimmune conditions or inflammation, dairy's gonna make you worse especially if you have a lot of sinus and cold and immune system problems, the last thing you wanna put in is more dairy. So we wanna go with non-dairy sources. So yogurt is out, that's a sugar bomb. I'm sorry if you love it. It's just not something that goes in my system. It's not, you can never have, what about Greek yogurt, Dr. Living Good? What about, it's just extra dairy. If you're suffering with stiff joints, arthritis, RA, autoimmune conditions, no, it's that's out. I try to eliminate most all dairy or just have it as a treat. Now, probiotics from sauerkrauts, from, you can take a probiotic. I make a pre, pro, and post probiotic. We get those good bacteria in, we get them the good food, which is prebiotics, which is fibers, right? To stoke those good bacteria to repopulate in the digestive system. And then that improves the gut's permeability so that toxins aren't getting into your system. That's the true cause of autoimmune related diseases. So we need to fix the gut Fermented foods significantly help those. Studies show that people with rheumatoid arthritis who take probiotics feel a significant reduction in stiffness, swelling, pain, and inflammation. So even if you don't have the dreaded RA diagnosis, can you relate to stiffness, swelling, pain, and inflammation? Where are your probiotics coming from today? I get mine from my greens powder. I get it from my vitamin D supplement, and I'm regularly eating foods that are fermented. So let's get more of those in. Number three, here it is, you ready? Talked about it at the beginning. This video is going crazy right now. Baking soda, short-term solution. You're not using this every day for the rest of your life, but if you are inflamed, this can quickly take you from an acidic state to more of an alkaline state. You change the game when it comes to inflammation, stiff joints, gout, things of these nature. So I made a whole video on the 13 benefits of baking soda. You can check that out below to dig into it. And you might just have this as a remedy of like, wow, I'm so stiff and sore today. You have a little glass with a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon of baking soda. Now, I would not do that daily. I would just use it more of as a remedy. And I see people take all kinds of crazy chemicals of, you know, you're pouring powders in for pain relief, right, already that are made from drugs. Why not just use some baking soda and see how that does the next time as a replacement? Mm. Check out that 13 benefits video though. People love it and it's fun. I would get one that's natural that says no heavy metals. We wanna make sure those powders as they're processed don't absorb metals from the machine and end up in it. Puts a lot of heavy metals into your system, okay? Number two, right? One, two and one. These are the most powerful, most impactful. I've seen so many people with inflammation and autoimmune flare-ups benefit from these two. The first one being turmeric. Now, turmeric curcumin 
is a great anti-inflammatory fighter. It stimulates the anti-inflammatory pathways inside of your body. Turmeric is high in curcumin. Now, the root itself can be used. You can get powder form, you can get the root form. It's just you don't absorb as much of the straight turmeric. We need some carriers to get it in. Now, the crazy thing, the inaccurate thing, the bad advice is, in my opinion, is to use black pepper or pepperine to get turmeric absorbed into the gut. Why? Because black pepper is on the list of anti-inflammatory foods to not eat. So you're using a potential inflammatory causer for some people, for, for autoimmune related people, to absorb an anti-inflammatory. It doesn't make any sense. What you're doing is irritating the stomach to try and then it, that irritation absorbs more of the, like you're scuffing the surface to get more of it to absorb. That's what the black pepper is doing. Now, I don't have a problem with black pepper overall, okay? It is a nightshade. So for some people with autoimmune conditions, or if you have a lot of inflammation, mm -hmm. things like that can irritate the system just slightly. There's certainly things that are way worse, but also another thing is people say use heat, like heat the turmeric and to help it absorb it better. Why don't we just use the best delivery system we can, which is fats, emulsified turmeric, the one that I studied and the one that I got and made, 40 times more absorbable than regular turmeric. There's not many that can beat that on the market. And I got like the attorney letters and everything. I dug deep into this subject. We want to get it absorbable. Fat helps to absorb it. Emulsified turmeric, that's the form that I use in my omega plus turmeric, which rolls right into number one, which is omega three. By far, animal sourced omegas are incredible anti-inflammatories. From Dr. Dyerberg back 50, 60 years ago, discovering it while studying Icelandic people, wondering why that their stroke levels, their inflammation levels, their heart levels, their autoimmune levels were so much lower than Americans. Well, they're eating so much more fish. So one to two servings of fish a week, excellent, excellent source. If you're not a fish lover, you've got to take this in the supplement form. Now, the big difference, we want it concentrated. When you break down fish oil, and you start to divide it up, it comes with triglycerides, it comes with cholesterols, there's multiple parts of the fish oil. We want the omega-3, EPA and DHA. That's where the money's at, right? That's brain health and that's sources of inflammation in the body, EPA and DHA. So what we did with our technology is we actually worked with Dr. Dyerberg's team and we formed a concentrated version. So in a capsule, you get way more omega-3 to be the delivery system, way more EPA and DHA to your system. Now, why that matters is studies show that if you take between 750 on a daily basis or 1500 when you have a flare up, milligrams of omega-3, it's the equivalent of an aspirin or a Tylenol at reducing the pain. Four of those a day is what I use, the omega turmeric balance, inflammation, inflammation, those flare ups, the more inflammation we have when you get older. So many people are taking Bayer, so many taking, people taking Motrin and Advil and ibuprofen, popping those, you're asking for liver problems, you're asking for kidney problems, or it's gonna burn a hole in your stomach. Clinically, I've had people do that. A guy come rolling in that I've been taking care of for years, his name was actually Barry, believe it or not. Barry took a Motrin over the weekend and ate a hole in his stomach, ended up being about a $4,000 medical bill at the hospital. It's from two Motrin. So instead, I use things like omega plus turmeric or some baking soda to get it going back the right direction or loading up on fermented foods regularly to stay ahead of it, cutting the bad oils out of my diet. I challenge you to try to get those completely out and keep them out. Carbohydrates got to go the other direction. That includes gluten. Do not replace them with artificial sweeteners and then those sulfur-rich foods to really stoke the fire, unlock it, and recharge the cell. So this breaks things down as far as step-by-step. Step. If you want to check out that baking soda video, I put that up here next for you to lower inflammation and have things to fight back with that don't involve drugs to make health simple. I'll be back with you soon.
Hey, it's Dr. Livingett here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me to please leave a positive rating and a review. That way we can continue to get this message out to help people all over the world experience real health. See you next time.